You're listening to Comedy Central. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is Tristan Harris of the Center for Humane Technology. He's here to talk about Facebook and whether the social media giant can be both responsible and profitable. Tristan, welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here with you. Um, your face is one that I, uh, I both enjoy seeing, but at the same time, it brings me a lot of um, sort of PTSD. Yeah. Because um, you said a lot of things in the documentary where I think a lot of people would probably know you from, The Social Dilemma. Yeah where you just laid out how like, social media is fundamentally designed to turn my brain into a certain type of mush yeah. <laughs> and then just leave me feeling shitty about myself, but constantly needing to re-engage with the product. Yeah. Um, yesterday, everything was down, or most of it was down. You know, Facebook was down, Instagram was down, WhatsApp, etc. Were you popping champagne when that was happening as somebody who has been um, like really hitting on the idea that everything should be reined in? Uh, well, I think it certainly gave people a taste of what it's like to just not have this thing in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so interesting that it happened the day after this Frances Haugen, the whistleblower from Facebook, came forward. Right. Because she's basically uh, just, I mean, this is the largest release, I think, that we're going to see in Facebook's history. Because after this, there's probably never going to be research at tech companies that's done on identifying the harms of their products. Why do you say that? Well, because, so Frances, the whistleblower, she basically, I think, took photos of basically all of this research, tens of thousands of documents. Oh, wow. And, okay. and once that happened, it's showing that it's, it's not just that, that the harms in the social dilemma are true, it's that Facebook knew that they are harming teenage mental Got health. Got they it. know that Got they drive anorexia and body dysmorphia and body eating disorders in children. They know that it drives political parties in Europe, India, Poland, um, uh, uh, Taiwan, mm -hmm. uh, Spain mm -hmm. to go more negative and divisive. So that the key of the, the whistleblower's uh, insights is that they know that it's sort of harming society, but they don't change because they still prioritize profits over safety. So let's, let's, let's try to break this whole thing down. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with almost everything that you say. You know, I sit there, I see it in my own life, I see it with my friends, I see it in my society. Yeah. You know, I see what these apps do to us. I, I, I always ask myself the question though, I go, is the app to blame, is the ecosystem to blame, or do these apps just amplify what society will naturally do? Mm -hmm. You know, so I think of it like as humans, you know, back in the day I had to like get to you to give you my opinion, right. which would I think generally lessen the amount of conflict between people because right. you were in that village, I was in that village. It took a while before our villages had to meet head on. Whereas now, I can have an idea in New York that can offend somebody in India right. just because of social media. Yeah. So, so is, it, is it that social media is the problem or is it just humans are the problem and social media amplifies the problems? Um, it's a great question. I think the problem is that you know, the worst of human nature exists in, in all of us. Um, okay. But the best in human nature also exists in all of us. I mean, you look, you've got the Janjaweed and child soldiers in certain places, and you've mm -hmm. also got these peaceful tribes that have lived in harmony with nature for thousands of years you know, in, in, in whatever way. Um, but when social media, every day, when you look at it, it points a trillion dollars of compute power at finding the next fault line in society. So when you open up the feed uh. and it says, okay, what am I going to show you? And it has to rank it by what's going to get the most attention. And the way it does that is it, it takes the trillion dollar market cap of those companies, supercomputer, calculates, okay, what would most likely get you not just to look at it or click or share, but to comment on it. Facebook recently in these revelations, right. it found that they were sorting for what they call meaningful social interactions, uh -huh. which basically meant the largest like argumentative comment threads. So when you have an AI pointed at finding the next fault line in society, right. Right. like 
perfectly with hyper like micro targeted personalized precision like the thing that'll make you hate your fellow countrymen and women mm -hmm. and then you run society through that for 10 years like it, it's no surprise that whether it's vaccines or masks or anything that we would be this divided and the key is that the more it polarizes citizens the more it forces politicians to actually cater to a more extreme base that never resolves we don't ever get synthesis mm -hmm. which means democracy that's like you just throw wrench you know a, a wrench into the gears of right, democracy right right and when people don't see that the system is working, they veer towards authoritarians or demagogues because the democracy is not working. Interesting. So what you're saying is when people feel like it's all fallen apart, they then look to the most extreme leaders to try to get them out of it because they feel like the system itself is broken. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if the system's not delivering results to you, if, like, like there's this pothole or there's inequality, yeah, or there's climate yeah, change yeah. Or, or social justice, whatever the issue you care about, that's the thing. This is a bipartisan issue because it takes whatever you feel and then it shows you a more extreme version of why you should be angry mm -hmm. about that thing. Mm -hmm. And then again, that makes you never have, um, you'll, you'll never elect people who, who have some kind of synthesis of what should be done. The, the key evidence in the Facebook revelations was that in political parties said to Facebook, we know you changed your ranking system. Right. And Facebook's like, oh, come on. Like people have this conspiracy theory right, all the right, time. Right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you think we changed it. Tell us what you think happened. And the political party said, no, we know you changed it because we used to be able to publish policy papers about our agriculture policy yes, and what we're right, going to do. Right, right. And then they said, when you change the algorithm, we, we no longer got traffic for those papers. We noticed we only got traffic when we said negative things about our opponents. Interesting. And we don't want to do that, but we don't have any other choice. And what that shows you is in the political marketplace of ideas, we don't have an invisible hand where it's like people are just choosing freely. Uh -huh, uh -huh. We have the digital hand of Mark Zuckerberg that is, that is choosing the conditions that politicians have to cater to. It's so interesting that you, you say this because I, I had a conversation with um, a friend and then I had another conversation with someone who I just know who's conservative, right? And what was interesting was the, 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 the friend of mine was going like, he's like, oh, hey, you know, I, I, was, I was disappointed that when you, when you had this thing on your show, you said this, um, but then you didn't present like, a, like a, a nuanced view on the whole thing. And I was like, what are you talking about? I said exactly that. Mm. And then he was like, no, you didn't say that. I said, no, I did say that. And I said, where did you, where did you watch the show? He's like, oh no, I saw a clip on, exactly. online. Exactly. I was, I, was, I was intrigued by which clip went to which people. Right. So like I found, like just for me as Trevor, I found right. like some of the clips that I make, like someone will cut them the way they want to cut it. Right. And if that clip like really inflames conservatives, that's the clip that'll go to them. Exactly. But then if there's a clip that liberals enjoy, that's the clip that'll go to them. But exactly. they won't get like a whole thing. They won't get an argument. They won't get an idea. Exactly. And so now you're telling me that Mark Zuckerberg is doing this to me. Exactly. Well, so this is actually really important. It doesn't just change what political parties do to get elected. It also changes what publishers or what media do. Like, so when you're doing your show, right. you have so many people who are tuning in right now uh -huh, listening uh -huh. to you. But then you also know that you get millions more people course, watching yeah. downstream. Right. So that forces. So when they change the digital, when the Zuckerberg digital hand says we're going to reward, you know, negativity or what personalizes to get people angry, each of those clips will, like, just like you said, the thing that that outrages conservatives goes directly to that group, and they don't get the context. Right. And the thing that goes to liberals, same thing. But again, what it's doing is it's making us hate our fellow countrymen and women. Like, it's actually not about censoring conservatives or misinformation. It's actually just viral engagement that's the problem. That's like the thalidomide, the DDT uh -huh, for our democracy. Uh -huh. that's, 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 that primes it to blow up, yeah. essentially. Exactly. Okay, but now, let's say if Mark Zuckerberg was right here. First, I would fight him because, right. as you said, he's spoiling, it, <laughs> spoiling my life. But secondly, he would argue. He would say, look, I'm not doing that. 
I'm just trying to get engagement. I'm just trying to get this thing going. It's not about negativity. I don't want it to be negative. It's that people are drawn to the negative. I'm also trying to, I'm trying to foster the positive as right. well. What would your argument against that be? So they want to claim that they're just a mirror for society. Like, yes. You know, like yes. It's, so first of all, it is totally true that polarization has existed in our society right. way before that. But then when you show people um, like a, a news feed that they're going to look at for hours a day, mm -hmm. and you sort that by what gets, again, the most controversy, the most outrage, which do you think is going to happen? Are people going to become more synthesis oriented, more compassionate? We're defining their reality, essentially. We're defining their reality. Yeah. More than that, we actually have new evidence that when Facebook defines the reality, we've been saying that for a while. Um, what just came out uh, a week ago is Facebook has a project called Project Amplify, where they actually they want to sow positive news about Facebook. So they oh, actually yes. yeah. show people positive stories, and it can be targeted <laughs> to you. So if you love horses, you'll see the story about how Facebook helped someone who lost their horse in a somewhere in a farm. That's amazing. That they'll get, and to so find it makes a horse or to whatever. Yeah. Right. And so again, it's like you know, I think Lord Mayor Rothschild said, "Give me a control over a nation's money supply, and I care not who makes its laws." But if I'm Zuckerberg, I say, "Give me a control of people's attention, beliefs, and behaviors, Oof. and I care not about anything else." In a way, Facebook is a for-profit sort of parallel government that's like an AI government that is controlling and shaping people's beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors. And again, with, with artificial intelligence. So it's like, it's your right. brain Well, I mean, we, we, saw, we saw how powerful that was in, uh, with, the, with the election. Let's say Brexit. We saw Brexit. We saw um, with the rise of Trump. We saw that with just, I mean, even in like Trinidad, it was like all these tools that that company was using, Cambridge Analytica, they were using those Facebook tools to yep. shape people's realities. Exactly. They could get people to not vote, ironically. Not just vote, but not vote. Right. So then what is the answer? Do you, do you switch to China's model where China goes, hey, no more than 40 minutes of TikTok in a weekend and no video game. We're going to just shape society. Do, do we switch to that model? That's, it seems it, dystopian. Right. It's a, it's a great question and a great point. It seems recently, so I would say this, currently we're faced with what appears like two bad options. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you allow these business models to continue. You take your hand off the steering wheel, let this keep going. Right. And it basically just breaks democracy into chaos. Or <laughs> it seems like there's this other model, China. And China basically controls its internet. It almost seems like Xi Jinping uh, saw the social dilemma because over the last two weeks... Yeah, he's been pretty intense. He has, he has actually... Um, they've changed the Chinese regulations so that teenagers, if you're under the age of 14, you use TikTok, they, you only get to use it for, I think it's 40 minutes a day. Yeah. And they show kids science experiments and um, uh, museum exhibits right. and things that... Because they want their kids to be astronauts. Yeah, like how to be a doctor and what... Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and then in our case, in the catastrophe land, we allow sort of TikTok to reward whatever just gets the most engagement. Like the devious licks challenge. How to burn down your school. How to burn down your school yeah. or become an influencer. Right. So basically, it's like we want our kids to be influencers. We allow that. That's catastrophe. Or you get dystopia in the form of oppression where you're mm -hmm. controlling mm -hmm. it. The whole point of this conversation, and I think what Francis uh, Haugen, the brave whistleblower who came forward, right. is, is that we have to show there's a third way that's not anti-technology, it's actually democracy plus technology equals a stronger democracy. Mm -hmm. We can notice that China is employing technology to make a stronger authoritarian society, okay. but democracy is not consciously employing technology to make stronger okay. democracy with more civic participation. That's what we want to create. It's not anti-big tech, it's how do we make sure technology and open societies allow us to create something that's more humane and positive for people. And that's the change that has to come from this. Yeah, but how's the change going to happen when people in Congress don't even know what an app is? I mean, you saw there was a congressman who was up there, a senator who's like, oh, no, well, Finster, are you going to delete Finster? 
if those are the people making the laws, then I argue that the laws will never be made. And then big tech is influencing which laws are even thought about because of the lobbying system. Correct. So then what is, what is the solution? How do you even do this? Well, I think, first of all, I just want to say, I think that I feel so hopeful and almost made me emotional today watching Frances Haugen, the whistleblower, mm -hmm. because I honestly think that she turned the tide and we are going to have um, regulation that's, that's coming from people like her, like groups like Accountable Tech, some of us, Avaz, Center for Humane Technology, my organization, where people who understand these issues can get us to a place where we're not ranking for what creates crazy town in society. Interesting. And I think that's what we have to do. And I think one of the last things to say is that if we don't do this, it's, it's kind of a national security threat. Like we used to say, if, if Russia or China were going to blow up the Congress, we have to have continuity of government. We have to make sure the right, government can right, continue right. operating. Well, in a way, this is like information warfare that blows up the, the functioning of mm -hmm. Congress. It's almost like an EMP attack on culture and our ability to make functional democracy. So I think if we see this as a national security threat, if we see this as urgent for our children, we can make a bigger change than what's been proposed so far. Well, as you said, I hope that the whistleblower has started a, a tidal wave that can hopefully, you know, get things moving. And um, I hope you'll keep talking. We'll keep talking about it as well, because I do not want to be part of a world where people want to punch me for <laughs> not the full context of what I said. Punch me because I said something, but know what I said uh, exactly. in full. Thank you so exactly. much for joining me. Thank you show. so much. I appreciate you so much. If you want to hear more of Tristan's ideas, check out his podcast, Your Undivided Attention. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. Yeah, for real, man. I, um, that was great. Thank you so much. It's, it's like a, that, that's the thing that blew my mind is where even some of my friends were right. going like, I can't believe you. Then I was like, what are you talking about? Right. That? Well, the, the business model is to take things out of context yeah. because then it spreads farther. And the more personalized it is. like. So I've had people from one show, literally one show, right. have completely different, but it's like the same show. And they go like, in this show, you said this. And then the other person goes, in this show, you said the opposite. I'm like, guys. This was a conversation, it was ideas, it was, and so now I've learned, it's like, yeah. Well, the other thing is, you said this earlier, is like, when you have a relationship with someone and they say something that like, you're like, that seems crazy, but if you know them, you don't say like, I hate them, yes. right? And when, when like, there's people who I see what they say on Twitter who are friends of mine, and I see them like, wow, out of context, I'm like, even I think, that's that's yes. really yeah. wrong and right, crazy. Right. But I know them, so I know I could talk to them and say like, I know you don't actually mean this interpretation, right? right, right. right. But when we don't have our relationships, um, like when we don't actually have physical relationships because we're doing it all through technology, we lose that, that, that background trust. Well, you know, one of the funniest things I saw the other day is I opened up my Instagram and then Instagram popped up a notification and it was like, hey, why don't you make a second account so that you can be like, be more personal with some of your close friends? And I was like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I was like, what, what are you trying to tell me here? So it's almost like Instagram was going like, okay, this is, this is like your businessy thought account, Trev. Right, right. This is where you're going to be like, ooh, look at me. And then how, why don't you make another account? And this one's going to be a different. But it was interesting that it was almost acknowledging in and of itself that, hey, this thing here is not your friend. Yeah. This is not, these are not your people. These right, are not right, your, right. Yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and so to that point, I've noticed some people where you don't even see them anymore. Right. Like, I, I will see DJ Khaled more than I will see my best friend's Instagram. Right. But I want to see my best friend. But they go like, yeah, but DJ Khaled, when he was running, you watched the clip three times. Exactly. Your friend, you just exactly. saw it and liked it and you moved on. And they're doing that because they'll just do 
whatever will keep you and everyone else engaged more. Right. And so if the celebrities do, if the, the people who are further from you but are more famous gets more of your attention, right. they're always going to show that over your close friends. And that's what they showed in the Facebook files, is that like over and over again, um, they had a choice between, between doing what was good for people, including like showing more friends and family and less of that other stuff. But then if that dropped engagement, it's like, we can't afford to make that change. Yeah. So there's things that they know that they can do, and they're not even doing those things. Anyway, know it, you, know what, you know what it sounds like to me? It's almost like a, um, how at some point they said, like, a bar has to be responsible for how much a person drinks. Yeah. You know, where they go, like, you can't just keep giving. If you see the person right. is, like, blacking out, yes. if you see a person, exactly. there's some like, responsibility there. speak, you've got to be like, hey, you've had one too many. Right. And, I'd, like, as, as humans, some bartenders are like, buddy, I think you've had one too. You know what I mean? There's that element of responsibility. Yeah. And there's a human keys. relationship there, Yes, too, right? Because exactly. you see right. them and, you, and you, you, you can empathize with them as a person. You see they're falling into their, their glass or something. Right, right. But the opposite is true with the tech companies. Yeah. First of all, Facebook has never sent me a message, or Instagram has never sent me like, hey, you've been scrolling for a while. Hey, yo, Trev, it's been an hour. Exactly. Well, and, and the opposite of that, if you, if you notice, if you try to stop using it, have you ever yes. tried like not using Facebook? Oh, yeah, yeah. I okay. tried after I watched The Social Dilemma. Okay. Yeah. And so what did you notice after in that week? What happens? So this is what, this is, this is what happens, is when you, when you do, or if you do come, so first of all, what happens is, mysteriously, they'll send you an email. Right. Right? I'm off social media. I'm like, I'm taking a break. Exactly. Let me just chill on this thing. I've seen the documentary. I want to change my life. Then I get an email. I don't subscribe to any emails. Right, right. Then I, the first thing I do is unsubscribe. I'm like, what are you talking? I don't subscribe to any emails. Right. Hey, just so you know, Tristan commented on you. Exactly. But I'm like, no, but I've never subscribed to this. I never get emails. Right. Now, all of a sudden, Facebook or Instagram would send me the email Correct. telling me something. Then I'll be like, what happened here? Right. They lure me in. You know, Correct. curiosity kills the cat. Exactly. So I go in and then I log in. And man, it'll make sure the first picture I see engages me in some, it'll be something heinous. It, you know, it'll be like, oh, look at what's happening to these people in this country. Where I'm like, shit, this is terrible. It'll be a disaster. Or it'll, be, it'll just find totally. the thing yeah. where it'll get you. Well, they know they need to do that extra spike because they, if you haven't used it for a while, yeah. they have to show you the thing that they know is going to get yeah. you. And like you said, if you don't use it, they start dialing up like a digital drug lord, like, yeah. well, let me try like these five things. And they'll start emailing you. Right. They'll start texting you. They actually will, previously, like like you said, they don't, Instagram didn't text you before to tell no. or email you before. No. But when you stop using it, it's like, they're a drug lord. They need you right. to come back. And they have to figure out like, oh, you stopped using, how can I get you to come back a little bit more? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they'll even be like, hey, just check in on your account. We, th we noticed someone might have, and you're like, my account? What's happening? And you right. come in, they're yeah. like, ah, oh, false alarm. But yeah, look, exactly. look, at these, look at these things, exactly. look at these things. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.